Welcome to our podcast, Senior Living Straight Talk, hosted by V. As your clients prepare to make the most of retirement, they likely have questions. We can help you develop your answers. On Senior Living Straight Talk, we speak with industry experts about some of the most frequently discussed topics on seniors' minds today, from estate planning and taxes to the myriad of retirement living options in the market. Tune in to gain new ideas and creative solutions for your clients. I'm Pam Fultz, Senior Community Relations Manager with V. On today's segment, we're discussing what the best life plan communities have in common. And we have Brad Breeding, who is a senior living financial expert, author, and speaker at the national level about topics surrounding senior living and financial planning. He's also the co-founder of the website, My Life Site. Welcome, Brad, and thank you for joining the program. Thank you for having me. Well, let's go ahead and get started. This is such an exciting and important conversation. First question for you is, how important is a resident management relationship at a life plan community? Well, I'm glad you started with that question because it really is, I think, critical to a thriving community. Uh, I think there's probably a direct correlation between the happiness uh, and the fulfillment of residents and this resident and staff relationship. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I've actually heard of people moving out of retirement communities because they felt like they were not listened to or or respected. And, and I think this is actually a fear that a lot of people have of moving into a retirement community. They're going to make this big life and, and in many cases, financial commitment that otherwise seems great, but they wonder, you know, how will we be treated? You know, will will I will I be, you know, respected for who I am and what I've accomplished and what I can still bring to the table? Will I have a voice in key decisions that affect residents? And I think invariably communities or residents who who can say, yes, I am, I do feel that I'm respected and that that relationship is strong. I think you'll find that that's the more uh, again kind of where residents tend to thrive and are probably happiest living there. How do those residents go about ensuring that they have that relationship? How do they get it started and maintain it? Well, I think it's a culture. So for me, it's more top down. I think it's important for the community and the management team. You know, it's a culture there that that comes down and then the residents feel that. The residents just know it's there. Uh, it's just a part of their daily life there where the staff, you know, feels like a friend and and they can just talk to them and they can be open with them about different things and recognizing, of course, that not every single request or every single thing we want is going to happen. That's obviously just not realistic, but at least there's a, a constructive channel for voicing those types of things and, and knowing that at least you've been heard. I think that's very important. Absolutely. Everybody likes to be heard. When we talk about what should prospective residents be looking for in lifestyle opportunities when it comes to programs and activities at a life plan community? Well, so much of that is personal preference. You know, different things obviously are going to be appealing to different people. And this is one of the things that you hear about when it comes to continuing care retirement communities or or CCRCs for sure, like the V Living communities is that there's just so much available that, you know, usually residents can find something that fits kind of what they're looking for. But it's really something to think about, obviously, before the move in and 
thinking about things like, you know, what gets me up in the mornings? What is my purpose? What sort of new things might I want to try in this next chapter of my life? And really just trying to visualize that, you know, really thinking through what would I enjoy? What would bring me fulfillment? And then, of course, looking at that community, talking perhaps to residents, if you have a chance to do that, to visit, to maybe even stay on site potentially and get to know folks and find out the kind of things that they do and what they really enjoy. And and certainly there's going to be, again, just all kinds of activities available. But one of the things I think is really important, and this goes back to, again, the most vibrant communities, I think are the ones where residents are driving a lot of those activities, resident-led activities. When I when you think about staff-driven activities, sometimes that tends to that feels a little bit more like what you might find in assisted living. But for independent living, for active seniors and residents, a lot of times they like to sort of coordinate and set up fun activities and creative sort of events with the support of the staff. Absolutely. Well, you know, the economy is something that is on everyone's mind, I think, today and their own personal budgets, um, looking at the economy overall. So when it comes to communities and companies, how important is it that they're financially stable? Well, it's incredibly important because this is such a big um, decision for people financially, certainly, and, and otherwise. And So you want to make sure if you're going to make that commitment, you know, you want to make sure the community and that organization is going to be there for you for the long term. And so I think the biggest thing here really is just transparency, making sure that the answers to your questions are being provided in a way that you feel is adequate and that it's not just getting glossed over. So, you know, is that is management, whoever you're in touch with there, whether it's the 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 financial person or what have you, you know, are they really forthcoming with the information that you need to get comfortable or perhaps that your advisors, whether it's your accountant or your financial advisor or both, are they forthcoming with type of information that they would want to see in order to make sure that they have a level of confidence about moving into this community and whether the the financial strength is going to be there? How important is it that high quality healthcare for potential future needs? Well, you know, again, kind of like I said a moment ago with the financial question, you want to make sure they're going to be there for you. You also want to make sure the care that's available is the type of care that you would expect to receive. A lot of people don't really want to think necessarily a whole lot about what that might look like for them. It's just a topic that, frankly, for some people is easier to avoid thinking about. But at the same time, that's one of the big appeals of a CCRC is knowing, you know, you have that peace of mind of knowing that that care is there for you if and when you should need it. But you want to make sure, again, that it's there, but is it the type, is it a high-quality care you would want to receive? And so, you know, this comes from, uh, I think, observing, number one, actually visiting that healthcare center within the community and looking to see um, you know, do, does the staff seem seem happy? Do they seem like they're on top of things? Or are things getting neglected? And, and you know, healthcare, quote unquote, nursing homes are much different today than <laughs> what I remember as a kid visiting my great great grandmother and things like that. The older institutional, sterile sort of environments. 
I am amazed at some of the things I see today in nursing home settings and some of the creative things being done. And so, you know, I, I would encourage people to visit and, and, and again, observe, but also talk to people. If you have the opportunity, if you know anybody that's received care there, or if you know anybody who has a friend or family member that's received care there in that facility, you know, talk to them. What's the experience like? Of course, you can get online reviews. Sometimes those are helpful. Sometimes they're not. People tend to put bad reviews more than good ones. But if it's a big sample size and there's enough reviews that it's credible, then then online reviews can be helpful. And and there's some other things as well. But, you know, those are, I guess, a few that come to mind. Well, and it's interesting as we have this conversation, it almost sounds like you are giving out some homework to prospective residents because we're talking about looking at the management, looking at the lifestyle opportunities, looking at the financial stability of companies and communities, and then also the healthcare that you might need down the road. So it's a lot of information that people need to be um, getting together. Do they need to put together a list of comparisons? How do you recommend that they go about starting their search and how do they, they compare? Yeah, you know, there is some homework involved and and I have seen people who have spent I mean they have the spreadsheets, right, with all the questions and the comparisons and I do think that can be helpful. I think it's also there's so much of this is is subjective. You know, it's not always black and white. You know, I spoke earlier about culture and just kind of the feel and the the sort of the personality of the community. These things to me are as important as as anything else. So we have actually created some of these sort of spreadsheets or or checklists and things before here at our company. And I do think they can be effective, but you don't want to get so much analysis paralysis trying to compare every detail because then, you know, it can just become a little overwhelming. I think at the end of the day, it's does the does it just feel right? Certainly, you want to make sure, like we've talked about, there it's a financially strong, well-managed, good relationship between. But once you get beyond all those things, the services and activities, all that, but is it is it the place that feels right for you? You know, do you feel comfortable? Is that the kind of place you would want to wake up each morning? And, and so much of that goes back to the culture, and I think that's that's a big part of it. Well, and you mentioned all these subjective things to be looking at when considering a CCRC. One of the things that might not be so much is what fits into your budgets and your your budget and your your needs specifically. So, but how do you go about determining that what fits into your future plan and what would work into your budget? Well, that's a a big part of this decision too. I mean, when you think about this decision, it's a healthcare decision, a lifestyle decision, a a, a housing decision, and certainly a financial decision, all all rolled up in into one. And so, this is a big component of that. And I guess there's really kind of two parts to it for me. There's number one, uh, and these two are are very closely related and overlap, but number one is kind of month-to-month affordability, just monthly budgets. Does it make sense? And then the other is kind of affordability over lifetime. You know, when you factor in, okay, what could be the, how could it impact my savings and investments and retirement accounts? Would I have to draw down on those over time and all that kind of thing? So, you know, when you think about, the the first part of that kind of your monthly budget one of the things i think people should should make sure they understand is that a lot of things you pay for right now at home are probably going to be covered in that monthly service fee at the retirement community not all of them but 
my point is you want to get at what's sort of that net difference. In other words, you're paying for, you know, maintenance, right? Whether it's yard care or housekeeping or home repairs, security, you know, your alarm system, all the things that go into to uh, maybe even gym memberships and so forth. A lot of that would be covered in your monthly service fee, perhaps at the retirement community. So you want to kind of find out, you want to do that comparison. What am I paying for today? And what would be included and get it? What's what's that net difference? What would my actual additional cost be? And for some people, they find that it should pay less on a monthly basis when they move in, but that's going to be different for everyone. But then the other is kind of the big picture. What's this, you know, this is where you get into working with an advisor. What's this look like over time, particularly if I need care and those kind of things. And, you know, if you use an advisor, it's important that they understand CCRCs and the different types of contract models, because there's a lot of nuance. And if an advisor doesn't really understand that, it's tough for them to do an accurate job of sort of running the numbers, if you will, right, or, or running those projections. So. That's really important. I know that all of the V living communities have access to tools where they can kind of help prospective residents do some of that and, and run different scenarios and do some scenario comparisons and things like that. But, you know, that's, I think, important is, is if you're doing it with an advisor, they need to understand it. If you're kind of managing your own finances, then I would work closely with the staff at that community. They're going to want to make sure you can afford it, too. By the way, the retirement communities, if, if it's a CCRC, they're, they're going to make sure you can afford it probably as much as you can because they don't want to have to you know turn anybody away a year later because they've exhausted their assets or something like that. So there's a lot that goes into this. We could probably spend an hour talking about it. It's tough because everybody's in a different financial situation. But yeah, those are kind of the two ways I look at it is sort of on a monthly basis and then kind of that long-term planning. Really good information that you have given us today. We really appreciate you joining us. Do you have any final or parting thoughts on that you would want to share with us? I would just think, you know, if we if we want to tie on to that last question, you know, when you're thinking about care that you may need in the future, just know, again, as you're kind of planning that different communities, the cost and what you're going to pay for that care can be different, right? Some communities will pay at some communities, you'll pay less than you would perhaps at others. It just all depends on how that contract works. And so you want to make sure you have the right information at hand before you and or your advisor begin to look at those things. Again, make sure you do your homework. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brad. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Again, Brad Breeding, Senior Living Financial Expert and co-founder of the website, My Life Site. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Tune again, tune in again to gain new ideas and creative solutions for your clients on Senior Living Straight Talk hosted by V. On Senior Living Straight Talk, we speak with industry experts about some of the most frequently discussed topics on seniors' minds today. The intent of this podcast is to educate, Views presented do not constitute advice or services. Content covered in the podcast should not be construed as legal or financial advice.